0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station.
1: Well, everyone's having a great hump day. The Carmen and Yurk live in our State Street studios, watching, uh, hopefully, you're watching us on YouTube. Join the chat there. Follow the station's page. Make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app. We'll get back out to the phones in a few. No streaming games this weekend for the NFL. You got to wonder, though, like next year, do they push it and go, well, you yeah, never know. a divisional weekend. We're going to stream a game exclusively y- on You Paramount. never know. Still waiting for an honest number. Yeah, I don't believe I've that?
2: gotten one. They've thrown a 20-some million out there. Uh, hard for me to.
1: I don't trust what they do. I yeah, I heard Tarico. and I, I, we talked about this on Monday, I heard Tarico say during the broadcast of the, what it would have been the, the was the, it the, the Lion game? game? The NBC it would have game. Been the, yeah, it would have yeah. been the Lion game, the Lions-Rams um, game. I heard him say that the Peacock game, which did feature Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It featured Mahomes. Like, he said during the NBC broadcast the next night it was the most streamed event ever. But, I don't know, the devil's in the details, as Yurko would well, tell you. exactly. It. I don't know. I do wonder. I think Sylvie asked us the question during Crosstalk on Friday. He said, I think it was Sylvie, somebody asked. and said, do you envision a day when, like, the Super Bowl would be on a streaming? I'm like, oh, I don't know. But by that time, we, all, we might have every streaming platform there is anyway. So, I, I don't know. But this week, you don't have to worry about it. ESPN for the first game, ESPN-ABC for the first game, Fox for the second game on Saturday night, then NBC, and then Nance and Romo. <laughs> Live from Orchard Park for final Chiefs game? and Bills. The that's, the, game? that's the last game on Sunday. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah, this Tony
2: Romo with his ill-fitting jacket, and it is an ill-fitting jacket. I mean, Romo can afford to get a fitted jacket. I, but listen, it's CBS. I, it's ill-fitting because it's short. His partner, Lance, uh, Jim Nance, got the long one, right? He's got the long jacket. Because he's tall. And he comes with the short jacket. It's just, come on, guys. Match, at least, at the very least, match. Uh,
1: I love it. This is the other day that between these two, I swear.
2: There's Rudolph's throw. And it's incomplete. It was deflected, and this may be a pick. I think it's intercepted, Jim. It's Hyde crossing just in case. It was deflected by Bernard. And they're saying it hit the ground. It did. It- but it looked like it was intercepted, Jim. I <laughs> saw you jumping up and down. You thought it was a pick it, did.
3: it looked like he hit the player right there, Pickens, boom. Yeah, hit the ground. But
2: these guys know, right? When all of a sudden they all stop, it's like they're right there. They should know. But I wanted to hear a good touchdown call <laughs> on your part. That's huge for the Steelers, though, for
1: that not to be intercepted. I think it's an interception, Jim. <laughs> I mean, the ball's clearly on the ground. Like, I don't know what they're watching. I, I love them. I, uh, I love
2: Tony Romo. Yeah, I use yeah, I use finest. It's so bad. He and Burl Ives, two favorite, and Dr. Joan Embry. Do you know that from the San Diego Zoo? From the zoo? Yeah, Dr. Joan Embry. She's know. one of ours. Carmen. I didn't know that.
1: All the best. I got a good zoo joke for you. Uh, oh, well, save it for a zoo review. The the zoo, news. Zoo. Zoo yeah, I'll have to go on with that Zoo black.
4: news. Thank yeah. you. Copyright Z- and trademarks. Zoo news. I'll have to go yeah. on.
1: Uh, one day I'll have to be invited on, Adam. Yeah. I got a good zoo You're joke. You're welcome for. whenever you want. It's not come. really a zoo joke, but there's a zoo in the joke. so That makes a lot of sense. It's eligible. For the news zoo review. I think it's eligible because it's got to do with monkeys in a zoo. So is that? I think it it's is. eligible, Abdallah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be eligible.
2: Of course it is. Yeah. You're always welcome. Yeah, the new Zoo Review, so love
1: we'll it. Save that for a
2: little Patted, later. copyrighted, everything. It's all said and done. Zoo news.
1: Who's been waiting patiently? Zoo hard? news. Everybody. Oh, has. look at our buddy Philly Sid's On uh, boy, Philly Sid. Poor Philly. Poor Sid. Uh, Sid, uh, Sid tough, week. Well, tough you, week. You know, you've had you've had a good run, uh, so I I don't feel too right. bad. But what the hell was the last? How do you explain the last seven weeks, Sid?
0: Um, wow. That would require. Several
3: cocktails and a little bit more of your time than you can give me on the radio card. I hear.
1: Uh, you.
3: But it is what it is. Hey, actually, I didn't really. I, I told you guys. We talked last week. I told you they were one and done. They weren't going to win that game. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're, they're done. It is what it is. Now let's just see what happens Let's see if we can actually go out and find a guy that knows how to coach defense. Yurko, you up for the job? I think you can I'm, do it. I'm buddy.
1: ready. I'm better ready. than Matt Patricia. I can promise you that. I bring Ooh. the funk. I'm bringing the heat, though. I promise yeah. you. You could put Yurko in right now and he's better than Matt Patricia.
3: Matt Patricia dropping the defensive ends into zone blitz coverage, who have never done zone blitz in their it, life before. All of it, Matt it's crazy. Great, great
1: move, there, buddy. It's crazy.
3: Uh, but no, I called you guys about to, to talk about was the Bears and the draft, and I was talking a little bit offline with Adam about this with that kid, uh, Jaden Daniels coming out of LSU. Watching his film, it's funny because you said you were watching film with somebody while I was on. Yeah, the Caleb Williams. I was watching his film. That kid reminds me. So much of Lamar Jackson. Um, he does hold the ball. Like Lamar holds the ball too. Lamar still does do that. He relies on his escapability and a little bit of his offensive line help think I can hold it a little bit longer wait for a play to open up. But he's gotten better, obviously, as his career has gone on. Daniels reminds me of the exact same thing amazing escapability, great speed when he decides to get in the field, excellent size, does throw a nice ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of off schedule type of stuff. And I was asking Adam, he thought, man, if that's somebody that the Bears might be able to get at nine, trade out of that one, get some extra capital, move down two or three, take the receiver, whatever offensive lineman you want to do. But him at nine, and, and Adam seems to think, nope, he's going top five. Yeah. Um, I know that there's two teams in the front of you guys, or, or two teams behind you guys, the Patriots and the Commandos that are supposed to. And yes, I said Commandos. Yeah, I'm uh, that with are you. are supposedly going to go QB, and there's a possibility the Giants before nine could also go QB. But outside of that, in the top nine, those are really the only three threats. And I'm just, it's either to me, it's that kid, Jaden Daniels, or you wait until the second round, you go get Bo Nix. It's like, you that first yeah. pick out, go get a haul for it. You know, maybe you get, if you don't get, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm with you, Carm. Roma Dunze is excellent love second him. choice. I, I love know him. he'll be second when he gets to the league. He looks
1: legit. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know that it's uh, all that bad. as like your 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 sort of contingency plan if you're looking for a wide receiver. Sid, thanks for checking in, buddy. We appreciate it. I think a Dunze is special. I think Neighbors could potentially be very good. I have no doubt that Marvin Harrison Jr. will be very good. You know, Sylvie was making <clears throat> this argument yesterday. He went through just the winning teams. Like, Puka's not even on his list. Because he did the winning teams from last weekend. And he gave you who the leading receiver was on all of those teams. Right, on all those teams. And it's like, wow. I mean, it, you know, it is kind of eye-opening. And maybe this is more of a one-off. I don't think so. Like, I'd be interested to... Uh, Maybe I'll do this, like collect a little bit more data so we can get an idea. Was that just like a weird, wacky weekend? Maybe we'll look at it after this weekend set of games because we have more data points. You know, we always want the bigger set. But building off of what Sylvie was saying yesterday, and he was just going off the counting stat of who led them in total receiving yards, Yerk. PFF, highest graded players, players from wild card weekend across the board, All positions, 1 through 15. Right. Ready? Yes. Highest grades, number one, Romeo Dobbs. Six catches on six targets, five of which, five of which went for 15 or more yards down the field. That's why Romeo Dobbs had such a high grade. Incredible game. So, Romeo Dobbs had the highest grade of any player that played football last weekend. He was drafted in the fourth round, number 132 overall. Number two on the list last weekend, Puka Nakua. Puka. He set a rookie playoff receiving record and had, what what was it, 183 yards that he finished with? Whatever it was. Last pick of the fifth round last year. Fifth round pick 177. The third highest grade, Jordan Love. The fourth highest grade, Darnell Savage. Is it any wonder the Packers did well? Yeah. The fifth highest grade, Christian Harris. The sixth highest grade, we're back to a wide receiver, Yerko. Amon Ross St. Brown, who was awesome. Yards, 130 yards, 130 I think it was 130 yards. Caught, arguably, the biggest catch of the game. At the end, ice it. Fourth-round pick, selection number 112 overall. Then you go Brandon Graham, Aaron Jones, Matt Stafford. Our guy Leonard Floyd, number 10. Leonard had a good game. Mahomes, Allen, Aiden Hutchinson. I would have thought he would have been higher if he asked me blind because I thought Aiden Hutchinson was everywhere. He was 13th. Uh, David Edwards, the guard from Buffalo. So one offensive lineman makes the top 15, Yurko. And then number 15, again, they rank just the, the 15 highest grades, another wide receiver, Nico Collins. Third round, the 89th overall selection. So four wide receivers in the top 15 of ter- in terms of PFF's grades for weekend number one. Every one of those players was drafted after the 88th pick between rounds three and five. And your your summation is that you, you shouldn't take Marvin Harrison Jr. Not, early. When you're the Bears and you're number one and you have DJ Moore and you have an opportunity to upgrade the more important position, I think you should zero in on upgrading the more important position. And the beautiful thing is you've got another pick. You might turn... You're hauling even into more picks because you could still make a trade, whether that's with nine and you collect more, or with Justin and you collect more. I don't know, but there are ways to find really good, productive wide receivers. And the most common theme always seems to, or I'm sorry, the most common denominator always seems to be those wide receivers play with pretty good quarterbacks. Well, quarterbacks can get him the football. It, it, it's funny how that correlation seems to work quite often. And on a lot of record-setters, Matt Stafford is that quarterback. And Yurko's right about that. Yeah. On three of those all-time-like seasons. All-time seasons. All-time seasons. Calvin Johnson, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford yeah. was his quarterback. He was the quarterback. Romeo Dobbs record. looks like he's playing with a pretty good quarterback right now. Puka Nakua is playing with a pretty good quarterback. Nico Collins looks like he's playing with potentially a pretty special quarterback. And so, if you've upgraded there properly and your offense is good and your quarterback is dynamic, I guarantee you, you could find a third or a fourth round receiver that you make into a star, into an all pro. You're, I, I guess that's just, again, going off of what Sylvia had said yesterday, and just I was reading through that list and I was like, man, you really do see it. Like, it's doable, it's out there for you, there's a blueprint for it, it's available. You can find skilled position guys and really good ones in other areas right, well, that aren't number one it, overall.
2: Before you and I travel to Detroit as the uh, ESPN Radio 1000's draft experts, we are going to have to watch that film of not only the receivers, of the quarterbacks. And it ain't going to be five deep. It's going to have to be ten deep. Ten deep? Well, what, what am I, Todd McShay? What happens if somebody fires, Carms? It's true. What happens if somebody fires? you got plenty of cold days still ahead of us. <laughs> well, you're sitting at home doing nothing. Okay, okay. Leave little Frankie alone, and you get bet you get down the business. There's always something. Okay? Let's get down. I thought you said let's leave get down alone. To business. Oh, you mean get down to business? And and then little, little Frankie got it. What I'm trying to tell you. I, I know what you're telling. Yeah, me. I need you to watch some film, and we got to come up with our ratings. And dare I say, we should go twenty deep on the wide receivers, since there's so many impact wide receivers somewhere down the line. Well, you want to make me work, you're going to work too. Okay, this is the way it's going to go. John, you should sit down and you should do this. Well, first of
1: all, you're a former player. Well, you know what you're looking at better than I. What are the chances you actually complete this task? I'm excited about it. I've turned over a new leaf. Let's go to
2: Nick. I'm going to clean my room.
5: Let's go to Nick in Norridge. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So a lot of people think I'm a field apologist and a Caleb hater. But my concern is, and when you rattled off some of those statistics about Caleb, is at the end of the day, I think he holds onto the ball too long, which Fields also does. Yeah. But the difference between the two is Fields is bigger, stronger, and faster. So Fields' ability to evade the pocket and make all these highlight plays and get out of sacks is, in my opinion, what makes him special, even though he's still developing as a passer. Is it possible, because Ryan Pulse has emphasized they're looking at the, per, you know, they focus so much on the person, which I think is very good. Is it possible that they are acknowledging that they've given Fields awful play callers for three years? And are they thinking that if he was able to mentally endure that, do they believe that he has the ability to be good in a good offense? Is that going to be their reasoning if they keep him? That is what I'm trying to figure out. Because I think Caleb Williams is a Justin Fields light version. I mean, if they think Drake, if if they think Drake, uh, Drake May can be the next Justin Herbert,
4: yeah, I know, I like Jay. May. I haven't
5: yeah. I haven't watched enough May film, but I was completely unimpressed with Caleb because a lot of his highlight reel plays are like remind me of Manziel, and I'm like that doesn't work in the NFL. That works in college, but it doesn't work in the NFL. So if May is going to be a pocket passer. Take, take the pocket pass any day of the week. I don't need the athletic QB because I'd happily be with a Joe Burrow well, or a Peyton yeah, Manning.
1: I agree with that, but I think Williams has got more of a uh, – he's shown more of a neck even at the college level. Maybe it's a little easier at the college level to not, to not drop his eyes and just run. Justin, in fairness, has gotten a little bit better at that. I think it was, this is was the best he's ever been at it this year, so that's a step in the right direction. But I think that's the difference, Nick, that Caleb has shown more of an, a willingness to still keep his eyes down the field I like Drake May a lot. I'm like uh, you know my oh, love of Justin Herbert, I North think.
2: Carolina quarterbacks I for know. a thousand Alex.
1: And are we are we sure Luke uh, Getzey's terrible? I don't really know. I mean, there are things we could critique. Sure, we have. What if Luke Getzey were the coordinator in Houston and, and, and Bob Slowick, Bobby Slowick were here? Would, would I don't know the answer. We'll never know. But it's really easy to call him and be like, he's had the three worst play callers ever. It's just, to me, it's still like making some excuses for Justin. I, it just is. What if Luke Getzey
2: was well, the coordinator think, in Houston? I think what he's giving you is more of an
1: indictment on Caleb Williams. No, 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 but he said, but Nick's line was, yeah. do the Bears give him a, a break because he had the three worst play callers ever? The, or the, he had three seasons of the worst play calling ever. Is that really what it was? Is Luke Getzey the worst play caller ever? I,
2: I don't think so. And he's got a little of that stench on him, too, that everybody wants a piece of now, isn't it? He's got the McVay stench yes. on him. Yeah. So he's got some of that.
1: He's got what everybody's looking for right now. I wish we could conduct some experiments so we'd know. But what if Luke Getzi were the coordinator in Houston? Maybe C.J. would stink. I don't know. I doubt it.
2: Well, it's not that he would stink. Would, be, would he have less of what he had this year? Yeah. That would be More the difference. fair way to put it. Instead of having 32 touchdowns, would he only have 25? Instead of having 40-some hundred yards, would he have 37? Yeah. You know,
1: would would that be the effect? That's I'm, what you'd have to Unfortunately, ask we'll never really know. Right? We you won't know. We won't know. He might get a chance somewhere else with uh, a better quarterback, and we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Chase on the south side. What's up, Chase?
0: Hello, no, fellas. How you guys doing? Good, man. Great, hey,
2: great. Welcome aboard.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. You guys were just talking about uh, the quarterback from North Carolina. I was actually, last night, I was watching YouTube of, uh, uh, what's his name? Mate. Right? yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was actually watching some YouTube highlights of him. And I'm telling you, the throws that he was making, the things he was doing, oh, my goodness, I was like, Oh, yeah. That's what we – that that's something I, I don't – he and I hope Bears fans don't take this the wrong way. But that's – he kind of reminds me of Jay Cutler a little bit. His arm strength. And I'm just saying this now, personality-wise, maybe. But skill-wise, way he throws the ball in the that. tight windows and his arm strength and his athleticism is kind of – kind of gives me Jay Cutler uh, comparisons a little bit. But – um Anyways, but I got the reason why I was calling about also was um you know, it's funny we talk about quarterbacks and I always look at some of these head coaches and there's always vice versa too, like they always say, You got coaches who develop the quarterbacks, but sometimes it could be the other way around. Some of these quarterbacks make some of these coaches look good too. You know, you got situations where you look at all these Hall of Fame coaches like Bill Belichick, you know, before, up until time before Tom Brady, he wasn't considered a Hall of Famer until he got Tom Brady.
4: Yeah. Now
0: all of a sudden now Tom Brady's there. What, now all of a sudden now he can't coach? You know what I mean? Like Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin for all them years had Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, Sean Payton had Drew Brees. Um, you know, I could keep going on. Andy Reid, you know, well, before yeah, he, he was – he, he wasn't. Andy Reid was not winning Super Bowls until he got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah,
1: but he was going there, and but he had a good
0: quarterback. He had a good quarterback. <laughs> McNabb
1: was pretty good. I mean, I, you know, you have to have one. Yes,
0: exactly. My point is, is that and listen, I'm not an Eberflus fan. I'm not at all. But all I'm saying is this: he, The same way we make excuses for Fields and say, "Oh, he never had an offensive line. He never had this. He never had weapons." Well, Ibraflus, hey, he hasn't had a, a friend a quarterback that can make plays. I mean. He could, okay. you know, throw it at him and say, "Hey, if you I have a franchise." I mean, yep. I know that's no excuse, but I'm just saying that most, if you got a franchise quarterback and a playmaker quarterback, it makes coaching so much easier.
1: Oh you well, know? yes, I think Chase. I think that is 100 percent correct. I think good coaches can squeeze even more out of average talent. I think Yurko would probably agree with that, and that's what sometimes really differentiates them. When you are a very good coach and you're paired with a great player, that's when the magic happens. You get the best out of every player. That's what you're trying to do. Right. Try to maximize
2: the player that you have. Like, my ceiling is not as big as, say, Santana Dotson's ceiling. But if you can get 100% of me out of me, if you can get the best out of me, that's what you're looking for. And you're trying to get the best out of Santana. You're trying to get the best. The coach is trying to get the best out of every player.
1: Yeah, I think when you, when you pair Bill Walsh with Joe Montana, magic happens. Because Bill could really coach, and Joe Montana was great. They help each other. They feed off each other. They make everybody around them great. And I think Belichick and Brady did that in New England, obviously. Now, if I had to pick, I'm always taking the player. Because the player, to me, has more of an ability to bring up everybody around them. And... I don't know how fair it is to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, Yurko. And you've seen it because it's been going around. Bill Belichick's winning percentage with Tom Brady under center is 790. Bill Belichick's winning percentage with every other quarterback is 450. Now, I don't think Bill's a lousy football coach. I don't even think I like Bill Belichick might still go somewhere and be very good as a coach. With a fresh start. I don't know that I'd want anybody ever. In, like If I had to entrust a defensive game plan into somebody. I don't know that i want any coach more than Bill Belichick. But 8 out of every 10 games? With Tom Brady? 4.5 out of every 10 without him. I don't think that's nothing. That's all I'll say. Give me the great player. I'm looking at Andy
2: Reid right now. How bad he was when he had Donovan McNabb.
1: Andy was very. They went to th- three straight conference title
2: games. 11-5, 11-5, 12-4, 12-4, 13-3. But Donovan
1: was good. That's I mean, pretty good. Yeah. And Andy can really coach. And look what's happened. A good, co- a great coach in Andy with a player like Mahomes. And look what's happened. How many straight championship games? I think in Philly? I think he went to three? You went to four? Four straight. You went to four straight championship games?
2: Four straight, if I'm not mistaken. You might be right. Lost to the Rams in the NFC championship. Tampa Bay in the championship game. Carolina Panthers in the championship game, and then they beat. Uh, they lost to New England in the Super Bowl. So there you go. So, so it was four, that's so it was one, four two, three, four straight, uh, missed the playoffs, and then he went to a championship game lost to Arizona in 08.
1: Uh, you're right. From 01 to 04, you was 100% yeah. right, and now he's gone to five straight. So yeah. look what Andy does. But look yeah. what Andy does once paired with maybe the best guy to ever do it when it's all Eef, said and done. Five, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to five straight right now, dude. They've been in five straight conference title games. And it's not an it's not a fluke, it's not an accident. It's Andy's a great coach, and he's got an all time quarterback playing the most important position. Period. Do you know how many double digit win seasons he's had? If I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say Andy's gotta have a dozen double digit win seasons. Maybe more, maybe fourteen. Nineteen. <laughs>
2: Double-digit win seasons, (laughs) nineteen. Come on, stop it. Nine in a row. He's had ten with uh, ten with Kansas City, and it looked like he had eleven with uh,
1: with Philly. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, God, he's coached a long time, York. It's been twenty-five years, and he's only had two hundred fifty-eight victories. I know. That's Only
2: at 258
1: victories. Look at his percentage, though. Total is
2: 641. He's got a 641 winning percentage. Yeah, his winning percentage is 715 at Kansas City. Outstanding. 583 in Philadelphia. Had a couple of bum years there. Outstanding. 6-10, 5-11, 4-12. Joey G's in Melrose Park. What up, Joey? Joey! Hey. hey, guys. How are you? Good, brother. Hey, Dave, how you, doing? you got our gavel
3: goal. Davey. Oh man, I could. I wish I could bring it to you, there, Yerk. Thank you. Listen, I love you, Yerk, on the uh, Bears game post. Thank you. At
2: the end, who doesn't? You remind me of a and uh, Buffon. It's a good man. Good,
1: good men, both of them. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, is quick, still rolling. You know Abranovich is still rolling. He's still rolling. Buffon was a great man.
3: Yeah. Uh, shot or no shot, Trey Lance. That deal.
1: Dead deal. You mean to like to the Bears? Yeah, no, yes. I, I don't want him. I'd say pass. Okay. I'd say no shot. Okay.
2: He, he's a reclamation project for somebody that starts him as a backup, lets him sit for about six to eight, and then in case of emergency, you break glass and something special happens. That's what he is. All That's right. the only way he kind of he recaptures his career. All right, shot or no shot, J.J. McCarthy. I'm a shot guy on McCarthy. I'm a little bit lukewarm on him, but uh, I, I a, want
1: to cheer for him.
2: Right. I'm a, I'm a shot guy on him, but he's a third-round pick for me. I think My last some, one is... Go he's
1: going to be a second-rounder. I'm
2: sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, My last glad. one is shot.
3: Shot or no shot? Ryan Pulse should have waited one more
2: day to announce his head coach. Um... I, <laughs> I don't think you could ever be too Joey patient. Thanks, buddy. But I think they timed it out the way they were going to time it out. They interviewed the players. Well, I think
1: he also means, like, look who I understand.
2: Available. I understand who became available. They had a schedule that they wanted to keep. They interviewed their players. They interviewed their coaches up and down the lineup. They made their moves and announced they were coming back with their guy.
1: Let's get real, even if they waited. Do you think Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll are coming to coach the Bears? Seriously. Probably not. I don't think it really matters. They've been in the league for a long time.
2: They know who owns the Chicago Bears. Say it again. They know who
1: owns the Chicago Bears. I mean, come on. Vrabel would have been interesting. Harbaugh maybe, because he played here, but they wanted nothing to do with him. So, okay. Harbaugh might end up landing in L.A., Harbaugh might just end up back in Ann Arbor after all this. Who knows? Right back like, at Michigan, he could just be playing one off the other. And, well, I you know, think what I he wants is he wants to agree to
2: the contract extension the way the extension uh, the way he wants it, where they can't fire him, they can't take money away, they can't do this, they can't do that. Uh, he does not. He thinks the zealots at the NCAA uh, have have gone above and beyond trying to find him guilty. Yeah, and he wants to be protected. By Michigan of that, you know, for that, for mm. whatever ends up happening, whatever decisions come down the pipeline. You could be right about that. Yeah. You know, for buying too many cheeseburgers over at Five Guys, you know, guilty is charged. I bought too many cheeseburgers. You, they make a good cheeseburger. The kids looked hungry. They looked hungry. Well, listen, Smashburger is fantastic. Smashburger makes yeah, a good burger. Unbelievable.
1: Good stuff. I like those five guys. Five burgers. guys just popped into my mind. They make a good burger. Yeah. Smashburger also makes a good one. Yes. Now you got me thinking about cheeseburgers. Now um, for my money, Culvers too. I'll go to Culvers. I like a Culvers. I have a Culvers butterburger. I like them a double. So our our baseball field, when the when we're outside, York, is yeah. there's a Culvers on the corner. So it's a popular stop post game. Oh yeah. You know, uh, they got a fish sandwich that's pretty top notch too. And, I don't know if you ever had it. I have not. I'm not big on fish sandwiches. Yeah, right. Fast right. Food. We're three weeks away from the start of Lent. I'm still a little like, and I know you like them. And my 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 dear friend Charlie Newberger, uh, who's uh, head honcho over at the McDonald's Corporation, will tell me, "What are you talking about? You're scared to eat fish at a fast food?" I I get a give little scared eating fish at a fast food. fish, give me that fish. <laughs> Give me that flail fish. <laughs> Give me
2: that fish. That is a, that is a catchy little thing. Got, got
1: I got a rule. I, there's a, I live by a few rules in life. And uh, When I used to Fish McDonald's. at a fast food restaurant. I don't well, know. When but, I used to eat McDonald's.
2: I say that in past tense because hmm. I no longer go there. Hmm. So I don't mean to sadden your buddy. It was going to uh, be but sad. when I used to get there, it was the, the flood of fish. Yeah, you loved them. With french fries. But the piece of cheese they put on there is scandalous. Absolutely ridiculous. So you're going- it's no longer a piece of cheese. It's a sliver of cheese. I, it's, it's grotesque. The filet has disappeared. It has gone from being a filet that covered the bread to the filet that doesn't even on the bread. Well, they got to, they're, they're saving. I don't know what's right with there. their bread, but you can leave it on the side and it'll sit there for two years and it won't even change. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Right, but when I used to eat them back in the day, I would take uh, the, undo the bun yeah. and I would scrape off the tartar sauce because they put way too much tartar sauce on that. Do you know you can order it without tartar uh, you sauce? You could, you but, could. Okay. But anytime you try to do a special orders at McDonald's, not really good. Trust me when it's that. Okay. Then I take a stack of French fries, put them on the filet of fish. Give me that fish. Give me that. You fish. put it on the filet of fish. fish. You put the bun back up on top. And now you got yourself a bread, fish, French fry, sandwich. That's pretty good. Bread you ever put top. the
4: burger patty on there? Get yourself a mix surf and turf. Boy, I, have not surf and I have surf and not. turf. Put the burger, burger patty on there with the fries. I you know that I've never that done that either. Godless, I, Adam. I, no, right. That's terrible. It I, like, I also uh, like a cow know. that ate a fish that walked through a potato patch. I
2: also don't know what's in the patty anymore. I mean, that's just me. Well, it's beef.
4: Why? Well,
1: okay, maybe. Now, I, I, back maybe. to that Culver's thing. Maybe. I, maybe beef. I, I like that custard. That uh, that chocolate uh, swirl, the, the vanilla and the chocolate, the custard. Ooh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. good. Top notch. The best sandwich, if you're going to get on the go, and I'm a, you know, I eat pretty clean, but every once in a while you got to splurge. Yeah, yeah. Every, every once in a while you the gotta fry go, the you coop gotta go chicken sandwiches. like you like yeah. the best? It's... It's, fried the it's the best. It's I disagree. Best. I don't know what they're doing, but what they're doing. putting in it's the chicken. It's I fried but chicken sandwich in the city. It is unbelievable. Okay. It's a good chicken sandwich. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I will
2: not deny it. Uh, our Philly cheese guy. Yeah, those, those are, are damn good. Oh. Mojo's. But those aren't fried
4: chicken sandwiches. No, they're not. These are fried chicken sandwiches. We're talking specific fried chicken sandwiches.
2: I
1: gave you to Coop.
2: I acknowledge yeah. your Friday Coop. But Mojo's East Philly Coast is what steaks. you're saying. Mojo's East Coast, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Every once in a while, I, I just, I got a splurge, and Danny, oh, close man. your ears, Danny Zetterman, but every once in a while, I'm like, man, I just, I need a sandwich. You know, like, hey, and we're talking a good about sandwich.
2: we're talking about food right now, and I'm in the middle of a three day fast.
1: I don't know how you're doing it. I'm impressed.
2: I've got my well, mind on a burger now. I want no, a burger.
1: It'll be. I'm in the middle
2: of a three day uh, fast. So it would tell you that I'm probably about forty hours in. How, right. how many hours? You're forty, 40 hours, in? hours in right now.
1: That's impressive, dude. Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good, actually. You look good. Uh, well, I mean, but not just from this. You haven't had pop yeah. in like two months. I haven't had pop since Halloween. Since Halloween, yeah. You look good. You're dropping weight. Shane uh, Norling looks incredible. I'm in. A, have you seen Shay? Yes, yes, I have. Shea's really like. He looks
2: scrumptious. Slim
1: down. Yeah. He's yeah. He's watching yeah, what he he's eats. Looking
2: good. But I, I'm in like. Um, I'm I'm, I'm in a day and a half. Oof. Day and a half. You're gonna make it. I got another day and a half. My fast ends Thursday night at nine.
1: Gonna go nuts. No. Big bowl of fettuccine, no. Oh you can't go. I know, I'm kidding.
2: You gotta slowly ingratiate yourself in with the food. And since it's nine o'clock at night and I don't really want to eat anyway, I may snack. I may snack. On Thursday. On Thursday night. And then sit and kind of relax into that Monday morning and slowly get Good back for into you, it, dude. Can't go crazy. No, of course not. Can You'll not ruin go crazy. the fast. Yeah,
1: I'm impressed. Good for you. More of that. your phone calls. And coming we're out. talking
2: about all these sandwiches, though. That's the point. I know. You're I'm like, I'm you're really killing me. Small. I'm
1: thinking about a burger right now. Oh. I'm not kidding. Uh, we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in a uh, little less than thirty minutes. We'll take more of your phone calls when we come back
4: next. From home,
2: we're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart
1: speaker to play ESPN 1000. You know, Yurko, when we get into wild card weekend, the teams that are still alive, it's it's big It's big stuff in their towns. You know, like Tampa, you know, without Tom Brady, back in the playoffs, they win a playoff game. I've never been the biggest Baker yeah. Mayfield fan. Great pitch, man. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but what a year, and... Some of it was probably on Matt Patricia, that Eagles defense, but he carved them up. He did carve them up. And the tackling was so substandard and
2: poor. Yeah, yeah. It looked like they didn't even want to be there. It, it, that's a good way to put it. Of all I, the places in the
1: world, I'd rather be in Tampa than anywhere else in America the other day because it was chilly everywhere else. It pretty much looked like the Eagles wanted no business with yeah. a playoff football game, which is pretty sad for a team that was yeah. in the Super Bowl last year. But anyway, in Tampa, they're excited. And I think what happens here, because you know how this goes, like, when Todd Bowles has press conferences now, it's not just the sports reporters. It's like all the news yeah. people. Everybody. It's and a so big tidal. Everybody's out. Everybody. And I'm wondering if that's what happened here, because this is kind of cringeworthy in case you missed it. This is a local Tampa reporter during Todd Bowles' press conference yesterday. Coach,
4: you, you, uh, looking forward towards uh, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we've to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of temperatures should you face them in Detroit?
2: You do know we play indoors right in the other dome. I don't know. Um, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors. And... We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay.
1: That's a rough one. Yeah. That's a rough one.
2: Now everybody's looking at her, you know, in the room. Everybody's sitting there looking at her going, really? Well, if I were next
1: to her, really, I think I would have, like, stopped her. I would have stopped. I think I might have been like, mm-hmm. let me take it's over nine. here.
2: Let me take over here. <laughs> uh, you're what about it-
1: the barometric pressure
2: inside the dome? <laughs> you know, change it up so at least you know the fact that there's a
1: dome there. Does it harken you back to a memory from yesteryear, Carm? Well, yeah, it it does. This has happened to all of us. We, you know, sometimes you you forget something, you make a mistake. Look, it, it happens. Yurko uh, got caught in this one. Oh yeah. Uh, God, it's got to be ten years. It was Bears. Bears were going to the Niners to yeah. play San Francisco. J.D. was doing his regular hit with us, uh-huh. <laughs> and here it is, folks. What should they
2: be worried more with Colin Kaepernick, the arm or the legs? I mean, he's not doing much of he's anything not for them. An, he's an injured reserve. That well, injured I wouldn't even want to know I, I, what Kaepernick <laughs> is doing that. I wouldn't worry about it. Right? Gabbard, you know lying. that. Yes, Gabbard's playing 100% Blaine correct. Gabbard. Thank you very much.
1: Tulsi? The best is Yurko's pivot is incredible. The Yurko's pivot is incredible. Listen to this.
2: What should they be worried more with Colin Kaepernick, the arm or the legs? I and mean, He's not doing much of he's anything not for them. He's an,
1: he's an injured reserve. He's well, injured I
2: wouldn't even want to know I, what I w-
1: Kaepernick is doing <laughs> well, now. I would-, I would not even want to know what Kaepernick is doing. The pivot is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, only Yurko can pull uh, that pivot off. I'll well, then up. I wouldn't want to know what Kaepernick is doing
2: anyway. goddamn oh, and it's Tulsi Gabbard that was going,
1: and that 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 reporter in Tampa, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine Gabbard, Blaine, Blaine Gabbard. Gabbard, yes. If she could only have like channeled her inner Yurko and made, yeah. you know, made it like brought a little levity to the yeah. situation and pivot like that. Pivot is expert level, yeah. on Yurko's part. I'll teach him. I'll te- when you when you ask a horrific question, you got to be able to you twist out of it. You holy know, holy cow, it was so good. Dean is downtown on ESPN. With it, us. it happens to us all. It happens to everybody. What's up, Dino?
4: Oh, hey, fellas, sorry I wasn't prepared. I. Geez. How long have I been on? All right.
1: All right. First, just, what do you got to make it? Just go.
4: First person to ever utter the word. Shay Norling looks incredible, by the way. Let's <laughs> he, get that out hey, of hey, the
1: way. Hey, listen, Shay, not for nothing. <laughs> Shea's dropped a lot of LBs. I told him today, I said, Shea, you look fantastic. Thank you, Dean. That was funny. Oh, you smart
4: so, I'd like to start by saying, fellas, I've been, I, I have a, a few thoughts. I'll be quick, but don't hurry, Of the words of Wooden. That's right. I'd like to start by saying, I don't care if the Bears decide to move on from Justin Fields or keep him. I would not trade him for anything less than a late first or early second round pick. But, Carm, when you say about the wide receivers, that's like pointing at Brock Purdy and saying, well, we don't need to draft Caleb Williams because, you know, we can find a, a QB no, with the very that,
1: last pick. I don't mean that, but that's not really. Come on, I know, dude. Like, He's yeah, no, a no, little no, bit no, of an what outlier. But, yeah. That, but my point
4: is, I'm trying to make a point that I think they're few and far between. Like, if, let's say this. I think that if the Bears, their best interest is to trade down and draft Marvin Harrison. I'm going to tell you why. First round QB draft pick busts happen more often than the wide receivers. There's never Probably. been this kind of hype hmm. for a non-QB in this league since maybe Jadavian Clowney. And I'm not saying that you don't draft the QB later like previous callers have said, maybe um, Penix or that uh, kid from LSU. But Caleb Williams did not wow me in that inferior conference. His ceiling could end up being Sam Darnold. He could be a bust. He could be great. I don't know. But I don't think you pass up the opportunity to draft Marvin Williams. And also, I want to add, I'm a big believer The the Bears are an obvious joke. So Justin could end up being a bust, but he hasn't had the reps or the coaching the kid in Carolina threw the ball 150 more times than Justin yes. did, guys. Yes. So I do think polls will end up drafting Williams. But of course, fellas, we will always have people like Paulie and Lake Forest that still not call up and tell us to put Justin at wide receiver. Ooh, yeah, he, he loves that one.
1: That. Dina, thank you, Dean. Thank you. Rackham. Yeah, Paulie loves that one, the Justin Fields at wide receiver. That, no, that ain't going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm sure because out of just the sheer volume of quarterback that's taken high in the draft, there are more first-round busts at that position than there are at wide receiver. Right, Yerick? I bet if we track that, I bet that's true. That doesn't mean that there aren't first-round busts at wide receiver. Oh yeah, well, well,
2: we've gone over. There are a couple of them up there. Kevin White with us. Kevin White, Corey Davis. We've gone
1: through. Charles Rogers was Charles Rogers the first John, round pick? John My, Ross, Mike Williams,
2: John Ross. John, yeah, uh, Charles Rogers was definitely Mike Williams. Mike Williams. He was okay, but he wasn't
1: spectacular. I almost tried to make the argument that this guy wasn't, and Yurko was like, "Stop it! Of course he was. He was the first overall pick." Uh Keyshawn. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson was okay in his career. Maybe not a bust, the but number, just very he, he okay. Wasn't bust. He
2: wasn't a bust. But just I, yeah, very okay. I, you can't call Keyshawn a bust. There's no way that'd be fair. Right. But he caught 120 balls one year and only one touchdown. Yeah. And I did one of those games where they were throwing him the football and he couldn't. he couldn't get... They kept throwing the, the fade stop. He got away from nobody. Everybody knew they were running it. Everybody could defend it. Hmm. At, the, at the point where you got inside the 10-yard line, you didn't have a viable right wide receiver option. Because yeah. whatever they were doing was wrong, and he couldn't come down with the catches he had come down previously. Isn't it 120 catches?
1: Yes. It was, One it was like 111 though. or something, yeah, I mean, wasn't it was a, something. Do you realize was, Charles yeah, Rogers was the second overall pick? Yes. So, you know. Is it a little – is it more rare? Are those the outliers, the busts? Yeah. Maybe, but it it happens. They bust. Charles Our, Rogers was the right. second
2: pick. Our original um, want when we are going after this was looking at number one wide receivers overall. Right. And Keyshawn was the last number one wide receiver. Keyshawn
1: had 106 that year. Jeremy. Right. 106 catches, one touchdown.
2: Right. I mean, listen, Keyshawn caught 10,000 yards worth of balls. Right. So it wasn't a bust, but, but – he had four yards four, – four, four times he – let me. How do I say that? Four times he went over a thousand yards. He had Okay. So he only had four thousand yard seasons, and his average yards per game in his career was sixty three yards per game. And he had sixty six touchdowns in one hundred and sixty seven games. Okay. I, I. I mean, that's what we're talking about. He was the number one pick. He was the, the number guy. one overall pick. Not his fault that they took him at the number one spot. I think. Is he the only one ever? Is he, was he the, the only guy. wide receiver ever to be number one overall? I. 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 I I don't want to say yes because I don't know for sure. You know, Larry Fitzgerald was the third pick Larry overall. Was third. Calvin
1: Johnson, I think, was two. Right. Uh, know, Jamar Chase was like five. Right.
2: So you know, unless I really can, yeah. you know, go through it all to see I if you he I was could the find only one. One. that.
1: You know, Adam. Uh, control A. Control yeah. S. Control. What A, A, wide A, Adam. receiver. Adam. What should I do on Pro Football uh, Reference dot com? Control one. Control Z. I don't think so, Adam. Irving Fryer, eighty four. They do anything Fryer for you guys? Number, yeah. Irving yeah, Fryer was a good, good player. One. I don't know if that's number one overall pick worthy, but Irving Fryer was a pretty good player in, yeah. in the eighties. I mean,
2: and that was back when they didn't throw the ball as much as they did in the
1: in the nineties yeah. and the two thousands. Not nearly as much. Were you a teammate when you were on the practice squad with Irving Fryer? Or was he not there yet in Miami? Was Irving Fryer in Miami? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. You there. weren't there. Nineteen ninety, I was there. Okay, so he wasn't there. Yeah, yet. he
2: wasn't okay. there yet. Our wide receivers were still Duper, Clayton. Tony Martin, remember Tony, he had Martin. Tony Martin? He yes. was a rookie back then. Tony Martin and uh, Freddie, not Freddie Mitchell, but we had a Fred something on that 1990 team. I don't know. Irving Fry was a pretty good player. Again, yeah. first
1: overall pick worthy. I don't know. I don't know, but damn, who out? Like you, I always wonder who, like who was next. You know, well, yeah, like what did draft like? What, what happened after that? And why were wide receivers that? Um... That important? There's really, boy, this was not a great draft, Yerk. I'm just looking at the rest of the... Wilbur Marshall was in that draft. He was 11th. Well, oh, the Bears, Bears 84. Yeah, the Bears got him. Keith Millard well, was in that draft at 13. You had the great 83 draft, right? The 83 draft was incredible. Was incredible. So you had to have a little bit of a lull in the action. Keith Millard was a very good player, obviously. It looks like uh, John Alt was in that draft. It looks like after... Yeah, um, Boomer in that draft. Boomer was in that draft. Yeah, he was. It looks like as far as the first round goes, you would have much rather settled on like a, maybe a Wilbur or a uh, maybe even, I don't know. That wasn't a great draft. But, yeah, so not many. I don't think many. Were those, Is that the only, one you, the only other one you found, Kev? Was it uh, Irving Fryer? There was one more that I did not actually uh, go through and, and search okay. for. All I just right. saw that there was another one, and I that chose not to look it. it up. Got it. Okay. All right, here's your wide receivers.
2: You ready on that 90 team? Jim Jensen. Yep. Tony Martin, Freddie Banks. There you go. Duper Clayton. Scott Schwades. Good old Scott Schwades. Out of, uh, out of Syracuse, I believe. And then Andre Brown. Gotcha. Who was a young player out of Miami of Florida that was kind of a second-year guy up there. All right. We'll be uh, right back in a few, and then we got crosstalk at 2 o'clock.
1: Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Bears have had a few swings and misses in the top ten at wide receiver over the years. David Terrell and Kevin White. I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a miss. Wherever he goes, my guess is he's going to be pretty good. I think this class is going to be good. You know I love a I think neighbors can be good. There's probably a bunch of guys we don't even know that much about. That once we get into it more, we'll find out you'll yeah. find out. I think there's a chance for a well, lot of these the guys. This year's
2: good. A pack of four: Addison Flowers, Johnson, and uh, Jackson Smith and Najibga.
1: Three of the four look really good yeah. so
2: far. Quentin Johnson's the one outlier yeah, that that's... is just kind of
1: trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. That one doesn't look so good. Bill's no. in South Shore. What's up, Bill? Hey,
0: what's up, guys? Hey, a couple things, man. You know, I think this whole class is going to be fantastic across the board. There's a lot of players. That's what makes it hard for me to see all this coaching talent out there not getting even looked at by the Bears. And what drives me crazy is, is I feel like we got the fourth best coaching staff in the NFC North, man. You see, LeFleur, Packers, since he got there in the third quarter, have led the league every year except last year. Okay, that's because you have a coach who can go in there and make any kind of adjustments that he sees in a nuanced fashion and have the offense working. We are so far away from that. Despite being so excited about the draft, it's just very disheartening as a fan to not see them get someone in the building who's going to be able to make a difference with the X's and O's every game.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, Bill. Thanks, man. Hopefully the right OC is selected, and that helps. They're interviewing Thomas Brown today, who does have uh, connections to Sean McVay. Connections to Mark Rick before that played at Georgia. Young guys had a pretty quick rise here. So bears are interviewing Thomas Brown today. Let's go to Jerry in Evanston. What's up, Jerry. Hey, it's Terry. Oh, Terry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. What's up, Terry?
4: No problem. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, uh, I just want to say we have to take the, um, reset the money for the quarterback out of the equation. Cause I'm a numbers geek and, uh, Actually, if in fact we keep Justin, you know, we got him for maybe $20 million, $10 million over the next two, but more importantly, if we trade that number one pick, we're going to pick up at least two more first-round draft picks, which means we'll probably have four to six first-round draft picks over the next three years under a rookie contract for the next four to seven years.
1: Yes. It is important. You
4: know... So, uh, realistically, the evaluation of Justin, I mean, I love Justin, but I mean, I certainly think that, you know, we need to move on. But uh, I basically say, you know, Uh, I just want your opinion on the reset, the quarterback. uh, it's uh,
1: It's got to be part of the conversation, Jerry. And like we said earlier, if you can get at least what you have gotten out of Justin and you've reset the clock, you haven't done poorly, and you're hoping then to get even more, can you find a player with, a higher ceiling that you can get more out of
2: my BCS my base best case scenario. If In you move BCS. on from yeah, you move on Good. from fields, mm-hmm. right? Get whatever you can get, whatever you get. If you, if you if that's an if, guys. If you move on and you don't like Caleb Williams and you trade out of there and you get more, that's my best case scenario. You identify your quarterback that's not Caleb Williams, so like you're doubling up and, and you move. Yes, you get, yeah. But then your risk is the next quarterback you do take because you'll be taking one. Mm-hmm will be the guy that you started coming into this year. Better be taken. And you better be right. Yes, you better that's be true. right, whether it's Jaden Daniels or whether it's your fourth quarterback or your fifth quarterback. You better be right.
1: Yeah, because I don't think the plan is going to be start Tyson Bajant next year. No, you know, no. Secret Bajant man Love is not some your secret guy. Secret Bajant yeah. man, but that uh, that probably is not going to happen. That is not position A going no. into next year. Uh, breaking NBA news, the Pacers have traded for Pascal Siakam, so the Teardown of the Raptors continues. Out of Toronto, yeah. Yeah. How about that? Boy, the Pacers, man. Adding to what is already a potent and prolific offense. How about Embiid last night? 41-10. Yeah, pretty good. Ooh. They beat up on Denver, huh? They
2: beat Denver. I watched the night, the late game. Two was straight losses, I believe, for Denver, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It might be. I don't know. Eh, it's the regular season, you know? Yeah. You can't get too crazy for the regular season. I watched uh, the night game between the Clips and Oklahoma City. That was a great game. I love watching OKC play. And, like, Shay. Shea didn't even have a good game, and Chet Holmgren didn't have a good game. He struggled. He was like 2-10 from the floor. They still made it a hell of a game. The Clippers, man, who knows come playoff time? But uh, uh, I can't believe the way they got that thing working. Harden and Westbrook sharing the same locker room, and all is good. They're playing great. Yeah, they like, struggled early, right? Yeah, and now they've been now great. They've, ter- they've torn it up. Like, their last 25 games, they've been outstanding. They've torn it up. Paul George, I mean, he was awesome last night. Found the youth all of a sudden. And Kawhi's actually playing because of the new rules. Uh, the Clippers look scary. I had a Clippers ticket last year. That thing was caca. Yeah. yeah, it was garbage. Now the Clippers look a little scary. All right, coming up, we got Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. We're back in two. Yurko's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present... Today's final word.
2: Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. word. On Carmen and Yuriko. I never met my grandparents, people. I'll check
1: it out as well. That
2: cry (laughs) in some mother's arms. We'll be right back. In your bosom.